Hi everyone, welcome to my second podcast. My name is Jane and this podcast is named Hashtag Corruption. I wanted to make the name of this podcast a little more interesting than my last one. Podcasts themselves are definitely a learning experience and sometimes they can honestly be boring. And I learned so much from my first podcast, so hopefully this one will turn out better. Now on to Hashtag Corruption. There are so many things wrong in this world, sadly, and it's crazy to think about how much injustice there really is behind closed doors. Work environments, school, online, and even organizations such as sports teams have incredibly unjust actions being done. Even people that we think we may know everything about can be murderers. It's so crazy to think about the fact that we really can't know everything as much as we wish we could. There is no way to know for sure if someone or something is committing something wrong or something against you behind your back. Every day, a lie comes out. For example, Shine, the clothing company who is using child workers, recently has been exposed. And I've even ordered from them, which is like crazy, and I feel really bad now, and I haven't ordered anything from them since. New conspiracies come out every day with different things the government is hiding from us. There is no trust between the people of this world and the governments they have, and the people themselves. Even if we think we're striving for equality, we will never achieve our goal because there is no trust. If there was a trusting relationship between all people of this world, there wouldn't be protests like Black Lives Matter and all these... All these companies being exposed for things they're doing wrong and even food companies. Corruption isn't always racism. It can be anywhere, as I described earlier. We see corruption in schools where athletes are put on a pedestal while hardworking students are not. Just because someone has certain athletic abilities doesn't make them special. And just because someone has more money doesn't mean they're better. Yeah, money can buy nice things. That doesn't mean it's better. In this world, we see dollar signs and think it's automatically good. Let's be honest, I do it too. For example, I'm purchasing a blender soon to take with me to college. But not just any blender, I need a really reliable one. So I did research and found a variety of different ones. I found a generic smoothie blender on Amazon for $30 and a Nutribullet for $80. In my mind, I said... The Nutribullet is way better because it's the same brand and it's so expensive. I've never even heard of that Amazon brand. Just because something costs more doesn't mean it's better. With certain things, this is true, but not everything in life. We can't go into every situation with the same mindset. We have to be open-minded. The world is full of corruption, and in this podcast, I'm going to expose some of the wrongs that exist in this world. Ah, the sports world. Water bottles, muscles, sweat, and tears. Our world places those with athletic abilities on top of the pyramid. Social pyramid. 
it's like nowadays, especially in settings like high school, which I have a lot of experience in, if you're not on a varsity sport, you're not popular. That's how everyone thinks. And there's so many things corrupt with the sports world. Let's start with what I just talked about. Something dis- disgusting that very well takes place is how those who are on a quote-unquote less exceeding team, a less exceeding team like JV or freshman are not even talked about. Nobody even goes to their games. What I mean by this is how it's almost normal for junior varsity teams to be less appreciated compared to a varsity team. While the strategies for parents' website states, the varsity team in high school is for the best players, that doesn't make the JV team less popular. And this is what makes my blood boil, and I've even experienced it. In BHS, if there is a football player that's on varsity, they're automatically deemed as hot or super cool. Oh my gosh, I cannot stand these people. I swear, the school, students, teachers, and coaches even make them feel like celebrities. I can't express this enough. I've had so many classes where the teacher favors the varsity football player and asks them about the game they had last Friday night. For example, I had a teacher for history, Mr. McMillan, which I would, by the way, change out of his class because he's made me feel uncomfortable on multiple occasions. With his comments about black people being fast and talking about how chubby this guy is in my class. But anyways, this podcast isn't about him. But moving forward, he's a football coach. And yep, you guessed it. Every single class, football, football, football. He even had his welcome slideshow on the first day of school decorated with a bunch of photos with past BHS players. It was crazy and so annoying, especially because he favored the two kids in there. Even though they goofed around, were always throwing stuff around, they never did their work. I always did my work, and he never even spoke to me. Like, we get it, you're a football coach, but don't favor them in class. And also, football is not the only sport that gets favored. It's all varsity sports, unfortunately. Every single one. The cheer team, even, get favored. Oh, gee, those girls, not all of them. I've met a few nice ones. But there's an entire group where they think they're Beyonce and give me dirty looks in the hallways because they have their name on the back of their backpacks in sparkly letters. Like, bye girl, you peaked in high school. This anger comes from somewhere. Trust me, I'm not just a hater. So this one time, in homeroom class, it was about two years ago, I sat behind these two cheerleaders who I can't name because they would sue me. (laughs) But they literally spend the entire period talking about the girls on the JV team and how they suck and all this negative stuff about them. And how their hair didn't look cute at the competition, or I don't know what it's called. Whatever they have. It was crazy. Like, everyone starts somewhere. They were acting like they were, like, the NFL cheerleaders. Somebody needed to humble them. And then the breaking point. (sighs) One day, one of the cheerleaders asked me if a ring I had was fake. I cannot lie about this. And to inform you, this ring I had gotten from my quinceañera. That's, like, when when a Latina turns 15, like, her... Her family or her parents throw her this big, like, party, but it's like a wedding kind of for the girl to, like, to show that she's transforming into a woman, blah, 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 all this stuff. But anyways, I got it for my quince. So it was very special to me. Definitely not fake. 
I swear. And of course, back then, I was such a baby and I was scared of them. So I acted like a little baby and I was so scared and intimidated. But today, I would gladly pull their hairsprayed ponytails. Like, why do varsity players, not all, just some, but most, act like they're the kings of the world? It also happens in the soccer world, trust me. I actually made varsity freshman year, along with my one friend whose name I can't say, but she changed when we made that team, and she's still like this today. It's like she became one of them. She thought she was the best and no one could touch her. She thought she was like a model now. It actually broke our friendship up. We don't even talk anymore. She started hanging out with all the popular people and acted like someone completely different. It was sad. And that's how the entire varsity team acted. During games and any team bonding, the varsity team would always talk about the freshman team and the JV team. Every single year I've been on varsity, it's been like that. Like, for example... One year, we were required by the head coach to attend some of the JV and freshman games. So whenever we would go, some of my teammates who were upperclassmen also, which is kind of disappointing, and even one of the captains, they would talk so meanly about the players on the other teams, our teams, like the BHS team, JV and freshmen. And the most corrupt part about this is that they're supposed to be like, quote-unquote, the leaders and, like, everybody's looking up to them. You know what I mean? So whenever we would go to the games, they would act like that. They would talk about how they sucked, how they were slow, how they couldn't even play soccer, how they hope they don't make varsity, like, when they leave. It's not just about football players and cheerleaders. It's everyone who's given such a high title, and they don't have the maturity to handle that title. That's why I'm secretly glad that none of them got scouted to play in college, because they don't deserve it. They were so mean and bitter, and would get mad at me when I didn't want to make a dancing video with them. Even the cross-country team is like this. I made varsity two freshman year, and oh gosh, was that an adventure. They don't look mean, but let me tell you, they are. And they all talk about each other behind their backs, like in group chat. Like, that's why I quit. I quit because, like, they don't look toxic. Cause, like, all they do is run around neighborhoods. Oh, my gosh. They're, like, they're, like, have you ever seen the Mean Girls movie? Like that. Okay, okay. <sighs> and what's sad about this is the lower-level teams look up to varsity teams, even though the varsity team thinks they're trash. I remember one game my sophomore year. My second year of varsity, it was senior night. I started senior night because the team we were reversing was insanely good, and I played really good that game. So my coach, or I played really good the last game, and we had 11 seniors, but one of them was kind of hurt, so he was like, I'm I'm going to, like, like, this is what my coach is thinking. He's like, I'm going to, um, like, give her her senior night at the beginning and, like, announce her name, but since she's kind of hurt, too, like, let me put somebody else in. So I got to play. The next week, we had a team bonding with all three levels. The freshman and the JV team came to play with the varsity team, and it was super fun, and, like, we had all these games. And we were all just, like, joking around. After the bonding was done, I went back to my bag to take off my gear, my shin guards, and my cleats. 
Then a girl said, hey, you're Jane, right? I didn't even recognize her, but she said she was on the freshman team. I didn't go to the freshman game, so I felt really bad I didn't recognize her. But then she actually inspired me till this day. She gave me a note, which I still have, and said that she thinks I'm the best player she's ever seen. I felt so touched, and when I read the note later, I was amazed. Her note said that she watched me at the games and thought I was the GOAT. And what's crazy is, what if she would have given the note to someone else on the team who'd been making fun of her? Who'd been making fun of the whole freshman team? I'm so lucky. And I think people really don't think about the effect they have on people when they're athletes. I feel like they think, oh, I'm just playing a game. But really, when you're on such... When you're on a varsity team, you have all these people looking up to you. And I feel like I really didn't know that until that moment. She's a good friend. We're still, we're still friends today. But my point is, is that we have to humble ourselves, especially athletes who have people looking up to them constantly. They may be someone's hero, but their mind is filled with selfish thoughts. It's not fair to lower teams. They try their best, and it's not their fault that they're not naturally gifted. I didn't mean to completely bash on varsity athletes like that, but remember that I don't mean every single athlete is like this. It's just some. Moving forward in the sports world, there's another topic that is extremely corrupt, especially in the U.S. The teams who get the most exposure, travel the most, and therefore end up playing for the best teams in college are the most expensive. This is why I strongly believe that there is no way to tell if someone is the best. Because teams aren't based on talent. Trust me, they're based on price. That's why all the rich white people play on the Galaxy Soccer Club for girls. For an interview, I asked one of my longtime friends, Alyssa Aguilar, to tell me if she feels the same way I do and explain why she does. I wrote everything down we talked about because she plays Division II semi-professional soccer. So she has practice 24-7 and doesn't live down the street. I explained to her how the price of the top-level teams are extreme, and this is what she told me. Alyssa is not poor. Her family is really wealthy, which is why she is playing at a, semi- at a semi-professional level in college. But believe it or not, her and I played on the same exact team for travel soccer, and we both were starting mids. Six years old through 16 years old, I'm sorry, that sounded so dumb. Six years old, they're 16 years old. Alyssa played on the Raiders soccer travel team, which is the one I play for currently. The team is $2,000 a year, and we did get exposure, but we weren't a top-level team. But we were really good. We just didn't have that much money. Then, because she did have money, Alyssa's dad moved her to a $6,000 team, which doesn't even include airfare or hotels which they used every single month. So basically, after she moved to this rich team, she got scouted to play at Lewis Division Semi-Pro. So right after she moved to Chicago Inter, which is the $6,000 team, she got attention because all the scouts in the country only go to those teams' games. They never come to games like Raiders. She explained that her personal experience showed that money is everything. But here's the thing. My other childhood friend, Gabe, made it, made it semi-professional in another country where money is not everything. 
Gabe is just like me. We're not rich at all. However, he went to Spain to try out for a semi-professional team because he's very talented, and he made it. Gabe lived in the U.S. He never even played during the games at BHS. He sat on the bench. I'm not even joking. You can look it up. <laughs> he never played. It's crazy. He literally he literally went from playing the, the Bolingbrook Raiders team that I play on to semi-pro in Spain, living his dream in less than a year. If your parents are willing to pay thousands of dollars for it, you're going to make it. And I would feel so bad if my parents ever had to pay that much, even though I would want to go semi-pro. Thank you so much for listening to this very first episode of Hashtag Corruption. In the first episode, I brought the truth of the sports world to the table and explained how they are wrong and how they're kind of, honestly, bogus. I know that people have probably noticed the negative effect the label varsity can do to someone immature and how many sports teams demand so much money, especially in such a short amount of time. It's like they're saying... I want $6,000 right now or you're not going to play in a week. It's unfortunate that we can't talk about these wrongful acts more because they're kind of normal now. We can't spread awareness about it because, frankly, people wouldn't even care. It's something that's so normalized now. It's normal to pay an extreme amount of money to be able to play. Hopefully, those who act like me and varsity athletes can change and realize how lucky they are because there's so many freshman players and JV players that would want their spot. And in the long run, they're nicer. Hopefully the U.S. will adopt the way of other countries like Spain and let the less fortunate kids have a chance. The best player in the world, Liano Messi, lived in a tiny village in his home country, Argentina. Before someone discovered him and brought him to a soccer academy, he was playing with a cheap ball that he got when he was super young. He never got a new one, barefooted. Like, he didn't have any expensive things. And then he got scouted because he was good. He was poor. They really don't care about the money. Other countries, even if they may not be as developed as they are, or as the U.S. is, they're doing better in terms of fairness and justice. Messi was recognized for his talent, and even though he came from absolutely nothing, he's at the top of the world now, because he was humble, too. It's insane. Because of the way the U.S. is corrupted financially and is greedy with the money, they only look towards dollar signs. It's so bad, because there's so much talent out there, and they're not even being given the time of day. Thanks so much for listening and tuning into this episode. Bye, guys. See you next time where we unmask more corruption.